We'll discuss tonight about the topic of Yeshiva Shame Ve'ever, the Yeshiva of Shame and Aver. We find throughout Sefer Bereshis, the book of Bereshis, that any time or some of the times when the biblical characters disappear, we end up they end up studying in this yeshiva. We find it by Yitzchak that Chazal, the commentators, want to know what happened to Yitzchak after Akedas Yitzchak, after Avraham and took Yitzchak up and instead they brought a carbon, they brought the seh. And then in the next parish we find Avram looking for a wife for Yitzchak. We don't find Yitzchak anywhere around. So the question is, where did Yitzchak disappear to? So Chazal tell us he went to learn in Yeshiva Shein Ve'ever. The question is, what do you mean learn in Shein Ve'ever? If he was willing to give up his life, Al-Kiddush Hashem, he was willing to give up his life, what more does he have to learn? What more could he learn? So we'll get into it, but the Shem and Atov, others point out, because it's one level, Lo'alena, we shouldn't have to do it to give up a life, Al-Kiddush Hashem. That's a one-time shot. But to live your life, Al-Kiddush Hashem, that's a lot more difficult. It takes a lot more work. And in fact, that's why the Torah doesn't begin when we introduce Avraham. It doesn't introduce Avraham with the episode of Orakastim. Orakastim, our rabbis tell us that that's where Avraham was willing to give up his life to sanctify God's name. Yet the Torah begins with Lech Lecha. Why begin with Lech Lecha when you could begin with or a custom, and the answer is because the litmus test of a Jew is kashet siva Hashem, listening to the commandment of God. Gadol hamatsuva the greatest one who does something is commanded. So we see that Yaakov Yitzchak spent a lot of time after Akedah Yitzchak learning in Shein Ve'ever. What exactly was he learning there that he couldn't get from his father Avraham? We also find Yaakov in Shein Ve'ever, that when Yaakov, on his way to Haran, so he stopped off at Shein Ve'ever. Again, why is Yaakov stopping off at Yeshiva Shein Ve'ever when he could be learning the Torah of Avram and Yitzchak? And in fact, we find as well in Parshas Vayeshev as well, Chazal Rashi quotes the Chazal, we know, it says, Yosef and Yisrael loved Yosef more than the other kids. Ki ben zukunim because he was the ben zukunim. So, what does a ben zukunim mean? So, simul it's a child of his old age. In other words, Yosef was born when Yaakov was in his old age, and therefore he felt a greater affection, even though Binyamin was even younger. But the uh, second explanation is Zakim ben Zukunim Zeshakana Chachma, that Yosef was a wise son to him. And whatever Yaakov and Rashi quotes, the famous Rashi, 
in the beginning of Parshas Vayeshev, whatever Yaakov learned in Yeshiva Shem and Aver during his 14 years, he gave it over to Yosef. So again, we find the great, we find Yitzchak and Yaakov, among others, going to Shem and Aver. In fact, we know by Rivka as well, by Yitzrotisu Habanim Bekirba, when she was wrestling with the issue of what should she do, she thought at this point she didn't know it was twins. She thought she had a schizophrenic because I wouldn't. In the when he passed by, when she passed by the yeshivas, he tried to jump out, and when she passed by the house of idol worship, he tried to jump out. So therefore, they point out that until she went, she was very confused, and she went to Yeshiva Shein Ve'ever, and they explained, don't worry, it's going to be twins and two different children. Again, why go to Shein Ve'ever? Why not go to Yitzchak? So we find many examples of the, the Yitzchak Yaakov and Yosef being taught from Yaakov about Yeshiva Shein Ve'ever. So what exactly did they learn in Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever. So, there's a famous pshat from Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky. Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky explains that Yaakov had to prepare himself for an alien environment. And he realized, whether it was Yaakov, and we'll see Yosef as well, that he was on his, his whole life, he was on his way to Lavan, running away from Esau, so what is shame and what does Ava represent? Shame, he lived during the Dor Hamabel. He lived during the time of the flood. And therefore, the time of he's witnessed robbery, gazlanim, people stealing, and a totally corrupt way of life. He, he lived during that time, shame. And Ava lived during the Dor HaFloga, during the time when they want to build the tower against God, the time of Apicarsis of heresy. So they both had, they both were in, they both experienced different times, the Dor HaMabal, the generation of the Mabal, which was unethical, stealing, etc., as well as Ben Adam Lamakam, people who were denial of God, tried to build a tower and shoot arrows at God. And that's, so therefore, and that's why Yaakov was teaching Yosef, it says, Be Yisrael Ahav as Yosef. It doesn't say Yaakov loved Yosef. It says Yisrael loved Yosef. What's the difference between Yisrael and Yaakov? So the Ragged Shevago and others point out that Yaakov represents the father of the Shvatim. And Yisrael represents... So Yaakov is like the father. But Yisrael represents the leader of Chai Yisrael. That's why it's Yisrael Ahab is not being as his father, but realizing that they're going to be going into Golis and there'll be a Golis Mitzrayim and all of that. He realized through Nebuah, he didn't have all the details, but that Yosef was going to have to lead the show down in Mitzrayim or wherever they were going to go. And therefore Yaakov taught Yosef, he taught him the, he taught him the understanding of the times that he learned from Shev and Aver. In other words, Avram and Yitzchak, that was the pure learning in its pristine state. 
However, that was teaching the pure, but Shema Aver, they were teaching the applied learning. Like we have by the Ramban, the Ramban writes that the pristine Torah was the pure Torah that was all Shmosev Shoah Kaddish Baruch, the names of God, but it wasn't necessarily this decipherable for us. And when Moshe Harsinai, he made it, he wrote it, Bereshit Baruch Kim. So Aaron and Yitzhak was the pristine Torah in its pure sense, but Shev Aver knew the times, the foreign environment, it was the applied. So we see this an interesting um, Kedushat Levi, Rev Levi Barditchev. He points out, the Gemara tells us in many places that um, it says Teiko, that when a question is unresolved, so sometimes the Gemara says Teiko, and the classical understanding of Teiko, it stands for Tishbi Yitaret Kushes Vabayas, that Eliyohan Tishbi, Eliyohan Navi, he's going to come back and answer up all these questions. The Biskarab doesn't like it, it means in the word Tik. I mean, you put your, kind of like a suitcase, you put things away, and we'll get the answers later. But others learn that, that Teiko is Tishbi Yitaret Kushes Vabayas, and therefore that Eliyohan is going to come during the times of Mashiach and later and he's going to answer up all the questions we had. So the question is obvious, why Eliyahu Navi? There was someone even greater than Eliyahu Navi. That's called Moshe Rabbeinu. It's Torah's Moshe. Moshe received the Torah and Harsinah directly. He knew the Torah better than anyone else. So why are we going to Eliyahu Navi? for tekus to answer up the questions. Why not go to the original source? So, the Kedusha Levi explains, no one knows the halacha better than Moshe Rabbeinu. But the problem is, Moshe Rabbeinu has been dead for many years. He lived to 120, a healthy 120. So therefore, in order to, he had an unparalleled knowledge in the pure sense. But in the application, he doesn't understand the times. Eliyohan Navi, we have a tradition, ain't no maze, never died, low maze, he's around. So whatever it means exactly, but he's around, he knows what's going on. You can't just pass in a shiloh in a vacuum, you have to know the times. In fact, that's why we have the Gemara Menachas, Moshe Abenu came to a lecture from Rabbi Akiva, I believe it was, one of the rabbis, and he didn't, and Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have any clue what Rabbi Akiva was saying until Rabbi Akiva said, and when the student says, how do you know this? Halachal Moshe Misinai. This is taught by Moshe. There is relief. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu, the principles never change. That was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. But the application, you have to know how to take the principles into your own times and know how to apply them. That's Yeshiva Shem Aver. So I'll give a couple examples of this concept. So there's a Russian Baba Kama who asked the following question. Why don't we pass in, why do we? But it comes to, we know there's many disputes in the Gemara between Rav and Shmuel. So how come the rule is that by Isr Veheter, by permitted and prohibited things, we go by Rav, we pass in like we follow the opinion of Rav, 
But by Dini Mamanos, by civil matters, monetary matters, we go with, the, with Shmuel. So the Russia is why is that? Why do we follow Rav by Isser Veheter by more pure halakhic issues, prohibited, permitted? By Dini Mamanos, by monetary civil issues, we go with Shmuel. So the Rush explains that Rav's knowledge, from a pure sense, he was a bigger Talmachacham. And therefore, we pass him like him. So if you want to know if the chicken's treif or not, you have to check the lungs. You make different bedikas, so then you have to go to Rav. But Shmuel, who was involved with the people, he, he had dealings with the people, and therefore, when it came to civil and criminal law, you have to know how to apply it. What's, what's a Kenyan? What's a contract? Shaking your hands, is that a commitment? Or now you have to know what the accepted norms of society is to know how to apply the different halakhas. So that's what the Rush is. But Rav is the pure, unadulterated learning. So we passing like him in a pure case, like is the chicken, that question is never going to be different. Is a chicken kosher or a treif? When it comes to apply things that has to do with society in the generation we're living in now, so then you went with Shmuel because he was involved more with the people and society. And the Vilna Gon explains also similar. The Vilna Gon, the Groy Mishri says, it says twice in the Torah. One place it says, Ashochad Yavir Chacham. It says a bribe. Sometimes it says it blinds the eyes of the Chachamim. At that time, it says it blinds the the smart people, a pikeach. So, what's the pshat the Vilna Gaon says? The Vilna Gaon says to understand halacha, to be a dayin, you have to be a chacham, you have to be a talmachacham, you have to know the facts and have the knowledge, but you also have to be a pikeach, you have to know the times, you have to know how to deal with people and see when people say something, what they mean, what's the accepted norm. And in fact, um, Rav Jacob Shach, the rabbi in Belfast, he points out, he quotes, he quotes the Russian Baba Kama, but he says there are other examples of Rav and Shmuel like this that we see in a dispute between Rav and Shmuel, it seems to be consistent with their views in life. So he quotes a couple of examples. One is when Avram went to save Lot, so it says, as it says he armed his men. So what does it mean he armed his men? So Rav says he armed himself with Torah, with brachas. And Shmuel says he gave them money, he bribed them, he wanted to get them to do it. So we see it's consistent. Rav is, is the pure, unadulterated, so therefore he learns it armed with Torah. It's all about Torah, mitzvahs, and brachas. But Shmuel who knows how society works, money talks, so to speak. He really has to get these people to do things, he had to give them a little money. Or another machos we're all familiar with from Leal Seder, from the night of the Seder, we know there's a biblical mitzvah on Pesach of Sipor Yitzias Mitzrayim, telling over the story of the exodus of Egypt. And the Gemara has a machok, is Rav and Shmuel, how is this done? The Gemara says, Matkel beGenus v'Usayim b'Shvach. You begin with Genus with the bad times, and you end up with the good times. So parenthetically, why do we have to even talk about the bad times? Let's get to the good stuff. So Rav Salavesh, others explain because the power of contrast to fully understand what freedom is, 
you have to know what slavery is. So first we have to go into the Gnus before we get into the Shvach. So Rav says, what does it mean? What is the beginning of the bad? Our forefathers were idol worshippers. Because what's the biggest Gnai from a spiritual point of view is to be is nothing lower than an idol worshipper. But Shmuel says, Avadim Hayino, from a more applied situation, a disgrace, a person's embarrassed, they can't make their own living, etc. So that's the we So he wants to point out this rush in Baba Kama, which says we follow Rav in the pure Torah and Shmuel in the applied. So he wants to give a couple of examples, perhaps in other cases with Avram with Lod then the famous issue in the Haggadah. But we see this concept um, of of the pure Torah and the applied. And this to give um this to give another example, what we see is what we as we all know the Torah was given to Moshe and Har Sinai and that's eternal, it will never change. But I'm always asked, does Jewish what change? So I say it depends what it means. Depends what you mean. Does it mean if someone asked me the same question today, they asked two hundred years ago, or five hundred years ago, would I would there necessarily would it automatically be the same answer? And the answer is no. The principles don't change, but if you apply the principle to different generations, so then it might change. It doesn't always change, it depends what the question is. If the chicken's kosher or trace, it's not gonna change. But let's say I'll give an example. Let's say the Gemara talks about the Megillah about the concept of Tashmishe Kedusha. That the, uh, something which is the Sefer Torah, it's full of is Gufa Kedusha. Then there's Tashmishe Kedusha, let's say the Mandrak on the Sefer Torah, it touches the Sefer Torah. And then there's Tashmish to Tashmish. So the Gemara says Tashmishe Mitzvah Nikvarim, you have to bury. Something which is used for Tashmishe Mitzvah, Tashmishe Kedusha. Suddenly, which came in contact with the Torah, and it's no good anymore, you have to bury it, you can't throw it out. So, the Gemara in Megillah considers the Aram Kodesh Tashmishe Kedusha. So, the question is why? We put the Sefer Torah itself doesn't touch the Ark, we have Malach, we have Sefer Torah covers. So, really, the Aram should only be a Tashmish to Tashmish, once removed. And it shouldn't have the status of Tashmish Kedusha. So how come the, so what's, how come the Gemara says it's Tashmish Kedusha? This is a very interesting karma in the sound, we don't paskin like, but the principle is there. He says, because in the time of Gemara, and other times we were afflicted with poverty, we were very poor, so therefore they didn't have covers for the Sifrei Torah. So let's say they had a couple of Sifrei Torah where they had, and they had one cover, so they left. They put all the covers, all the Torahs in, so to speak, naked without any covers. And whenever they they took the Sefer Torah out, they covered it up. But the Torahs itself used to touch the Aaron Kodesh, and therefore that's where it's Tashmish Kedusha. But Bismana Zeh, when we have mountain lock and other things, the Kabbalah says it's no longer Tashmish Kedusha. We pass can know it's Tashmish Kedusha for other reasons. Anything used to beautify the Sefer Torah, or maybe the Eitzichayim are touching, but that's not, the, that's not my topic tonight. The issue is we see the principle, the Karma Nisano, the principle is always the same. 
Tashmisha Kedusha is in something in direct contact. Tashmisha Tashmish is further away. The Bismana Gemara, or the time when people, we didn't have covers, so then the Aaron did have the status of Tashmisha Kedusha. But perhaps in other times it didn't. We, don't, we assume it does, but it's the, that's the principle. And there are other examples like that, that we take the principle of Moshe Rabbeinu Har Sinai and apply it to all future generations. So that's the Pshat. We find Yitzchak, Yaakov, Yaakov teaching Yosef, all the Torah, Shem Aver. Avram Yitzchak was the pure Torah, but Shem Aver was the applied in your times. And that's what we went through, the Kedusha Salevi. Why Eliyoha Navi's passing Shai was not Moshe Rabbeinu, because Eliyoha Mes. He's alive and he knows the times, even though Moshe Rabbeinu knows much more than him. But to pass in Shiloh, you have to know the society. Of, yeah, of course, you have to know the Torah, but knowing that's not enough, you have to know how to apply it. Or as the villain the Gon writes, it's not enough to be a Chachim, you have to be a Pikeach. And that's how the Rush explained Rav with the pure Tama Chachim. So in Isra Veheta, we follow Rav and Shmuel in civil matters, the other one who extended to the two Machokas, Rav and Shmuel, by when. When with Avram, when he went with the kids to say vote, and, or as in the Haggadah, Matko, Bekanus, Hayim, Mishvach, Ravali takes the more pure view. He armed them with Torah, or Mitzchigat, Olevat, Azara, and Shmuel takes the bottom line, Abadim, Hayinu, or he armed them with money. And that's the example we gave of the Karba Nisanel, that even the Gemara calls Darun Kodesh Hashmish, Kedusha. But, was, but perhaps that's only because they didn't have Manlach covered through the Seva Torah. However, in Oholacha we disagree, but the principle, and there are many other examples, but we'll stop here. And that's what they were doing in Yeshiva Sheva Ever, learning the applied Torah so they know how to apply, take the principles, and apply it to the generation.